welcome to episode two, season three of the Power Giant podcast, The Raw Reality. I'm back. I, well, I told you that last week, didn't I? I told you that I was back, but it is so good to be back behind the microphone. I also told you in my last episode that um, I wasn't going to be on my own this week, and I I have kept to my end of the bargain. I am not on my own. I am, however, still in a dressing gown, which I think it's safe to say that did get the most votes, so we're going to go with it. I'm in my dressing gown. Um, I don't have a drink, but my guest has an amazing drink, um, so I want to welcome my wonderful, wonderful guest. Hello, Jeremy. Hello. How are we all? Very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Good. Got my wine. I was going to say, how great is this? I've never had a guest before bring wine. Well, why not? I, I love it. It's brilliant. Well, it's evening, isn't it? It is the evening. It is. Thank you for giving up your evening to come and right. record it's this episode as well. Um, I do love, um, I just want to add um, that Jeremy wasn't originally going to bring a glass in, were you? You were going to have it straight from the bottle. Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would have always drank out of a glass. Of course. Um, I think the no comment says it all. Um, Jeremy, you have been um, a huge supporter and listener of the Power Giant podcast, The Raw Reality. And the one thing that I've always adored about you is you're a very much say it as it is sort of person, aren't you? Yeah, there'll be no beating about the bush. Love so that. we're on for a good hour. Absolutely. We've also had strict instructions of don't yeah. go off on a tangent. Which is never going to happen. We're going to talk. Absolutely. For England and set the water on. Absolutely. I'm hoping Jeremy loves this because um, what he doesn't know yet, what he's about to know, is I'd already decided that this was actually going to be part one of part two. Oh, Christ. I think it probably will, naturally. It will. I hope so. It'll it, be good. It will. It definitely will. So, um, there's so many things that I want to talk about. Um, have you been on a podcast before, Jeremy? No. I've never been on a podcast at all in my life. Um, how are you feeling about coming on today? Uh, I was nervous, actually. I don't normally get nervous. Um, however, I did think that maybe I should have prepared. And then I kept asking you, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to talk about? And you wouldn't tell me. No, I didn't tell you. And the thing is, um, so just to give um, the listeners a little bit of context... Jeremy, you were very honest and said sort of, you know, you wanted to have a bit of preparation time. And in case you don't know this about me already, I'm always not, I'm not very good at replying. If you listen to this and you're a friend of mine, I profusely apologise. Um, I do often reply in my head but don't actually press send. Does anybody else do that or is it just me? That you I just don't even reply. I sometimes, I sometimes don't even read the message. I swipe down and go, I'll reply to that later. That is terrible. Jeremy. I know, but you know, busy man. Yeah, but then do you uh, do you then think? Do to I yourself, feel guilty? Yeah. Absolutely not. You no, no remorse, no guilt. No, because I think as well, if you open it, you know, when you slide down on the phone. Yeah. And you see the message, you think, oh, god, not that. But or you think, oh, I will reply, but not yet. Right. But if I click on it. Yeah. Read it. Yeah. And then come off it. Yeah. Then you don't know it was once there, would you? Because you, you, you've got no visual reminder. Oh, so can so, I? So I will read it, yeah. and I will reply, but in good time. Okay, so can I just clarify on this? So when you do the whole swipe down, read the message, yeah. is that because you're thinking, I can't be bothered to reply now, or is it... Maybe. Depends who it is. Jeremy's friends, family, colleagues, if you're listening to well, this. Yeah. <laughs> just 
messages. <laughs> no, but I might be, for example, I might be busy at work. Yeah. I was getting Alex, uh, a message from Alex. I think, oh, I can't reply now. So she yeah. wants me to talk to her about something, whatever. So I'll go, not now, because I'm busy. Mm-hmm. But if I click on it. Yes. By the time I've got back to the nick or I'm doing whatever, ah, oh, if it's not there to remind me, yeah. I'll then go another hour without looking at my phone. Um, I just want to put a disclaimer in here right now. Um, the Power Giant podcast takes no responsibility for any arguments that might happen yeah. or may not happen <laughs> between Jeremy, his beautiful fiance Alex, or anybody else in Jeremy's life for that matter. No, there'll be no arguments. Oh, no arguments. Just strong, heated debate. And do you know what? So that actually is one of the... I have been wanting you to come onto this podcast um, since before it ever started. A long time ago. A long time ago. A year ago. ago. Over a year. Over a year ago. Um, And one of the reasons, so Jeremy and I have known each other for a really, really long time. Um, Can I say that I thought you were a prick? Yeah, it's all right. Feelings mutual. All right. No, Um, I I didn't think you were a prick. I thought you were strong-minded, but I'm strong-minded. You are. So I think this will be interesting. And and, and I think this is why it's definitely a part one of two. um, Yeah, because we'll start something and we'll be like... Absolutely, exactly this. Vexed as the... Youth would say. They don't use that word anymore. Vexed. Does that not mean angry? Do they still use that? that that's definitely going to be a poll for the next podcast. Mm. You do realise that, don't Who's you? Who's vexed? Yeah. like. I'm conscious that I can't overtake this as well. I need to let you shine. No. No, absolutely not. No, okay. this is this is our episode together. Okay. I'm, I'm happy for you to just roll with it. I love cool. this. Okay. This is great. So... The reason that I wanted Jeremy on this podcast for such a long time is um, Jeremy and I, I think you'll agree with me on this, we are we are known to have had some very heated discussions, debates. Yeah, in short, I think the words you're looking for is opinionated shits. <laughs> yeah? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, this is great. We're very opinionated. Yeah, we are. We are very opinionated. And sometimes... It's probably why you've got a podcast, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. And this is why this is so you. Like, can I just add, Jeremy? Bearing in mind this is his first ever podcast recording, um, he's literally drinking his wine, living his best life, not looking remotely nervous. May I add, it's great. I love this. So opinionated shirts. I love that. That is what, exactly what I was trying to say, but I just used a lot more waffle and words, which we all know that I like to do. Um, and we have had many a heated discussions. Oh yes. Um, and there are things that we we also. You know, we agree have, to disagree. We do. We have a lot that, of things that we agree to disagree, but we also have a lot of things where we have a very shared value mm-hmm. um, and a very shared um, opinion on something or passion or, you know, any of those sorts of things. But neither of us are afraid to, to say what we think, are we? No, and I think I think that's healthy, though, isn't it? If you've got an opinion, you can share it in a, and I don't always get this right, but a diplomatic way where you say it, but you don't offend, which is sometimes challenging. I think that's a that's a healthy way, isn't it? But if you only say what the other person's wanting to hear, well, that makes for a boring life, I think. You're absolutely right. So I just want to go back for a second. You said that's something that you don't always get right. That sort of that that balance between being diplomatic. Mm. Or I strongly I strongly have to think before I speak. Okay. So I said I didn't have a drink, as you may or may not remember me saying. Um, and we heard the door opening, um, and I'm not going to lie, my initial reaction was, how rude, how dare somebody come and interrupt our podcast episode? Well. I oh, know, but then... Well, I don't know if that's appropriate, is it? 
Oh, look. Yes. Need a top up. Absolutely. That is the sound of Jeremy pouring. What a lovely sound as well. Isn't it? Isn't yeah. it very therapeutic? I feel like that's a sound you could record and play. Pouring through. red wine. Yeah. Sounds rather different from pouring any other content. Like if you're pouring water, right. it doesn't sound like red wine, does what it? What about white wine? I don't know. I don't drink red wine, uh, white wine. I don't like. I don't like white wine. Have you, you've always liked red wine, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. My first ever party. We were talking about this the other night, actually. First ever party I had uh, when my mum and stepdad went away in the family home was a wine and cheese night with How my old friends. How uh, 17 probably I love that yeah but isn't that great though like yeah know. one of my best one of my friends at the time brought his mum it was great it was a great night wood burner was going put the dogs about red wine cheese board cheese boards crisp snacks it was banging love it and then we went clubbing so you... wow did we go clubbing yeah I think I probably did I feel the fact that you can't recall some of that night may give an indication yeah. to I was young you were 17 years old no I'm I'm a quarter done. You're a what? A quarter done. Is is that a granddad saying? No. No. I'm 25, aren't I? Yeah, 25. What's a, what's, what's a quarter? I, I 25%. Know, I, I did not agree to this being anything to do with maths at all. No, no, but 100%. Yeah, 50% is half, 75% is three quarters. 25, I get it. Is a quarter. I feel like that deserves a there round of applause, may I add? Thank you very much. We need the sound effects. We do, um, we need the sound effects. You need one of those little hot key things, don't you? That you can just like play the drums or, yeah. you know, like a, when someone tells a joke, you go, Ba-dum. like Chandler from Friends. Maybe. I don't know. I don't recognise that. You do not. Play I've watched I've watched Friends. Alex is much more the Friends person. Do you know what? I, I honestly believe that I would, me and Alex need to have an episode where we just talk about Friends. Hmm. I, would... I, I mean, that's going to be very much Marmite, though, isn't it? For the viewers, the okay. listeners. I'm not view, viewing material, Jeremy. I like to sit in my dressing gown, don't I? Mm. Have you ever watched a podcast where there's the camera to it as well? Do you know what? There are a few podcasts I know where they do that, yeah. but I only ever listen to them. I yeah. don't ever watch... Have you ever done an interview when you've only done it over the phone and you can't see the person? Yes, I hate it. Why? Because I can't see their body language. Yeah. Their... So I wonder what the viewers, the listeners are thinking. Tell me. Oh, let's find body out. language. I think you get a massive thing from people's body language. If I'm on the phone with someone and they're talking, yeah. I understand what they're saying, but do I understand what they're saying? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. And it's, it's very it's, philosophical. It but... is talking about philosophical, I remember doing philosophy at sixth form. Yeah. And um, I... Did really enjoy it, and then they lost me on the um, the lesson that was: is the grass or grass grass, grass mm. really green, or is it just how we perceive it? Everything's perception, though, isn't it? Yeah, but the grass is green. Well, that's the whole saying: is like if a tree falls over in a forest, but there's no one there to listen, did it make a sound? Okay, get this. this is, I'd like to know what you think about this. Go on okay. in. So, talking about this philosophy class, we will move on to... Cause I've also just realised I haven't even... Our listeners don't even know... Who I am. Well, well, they know your name, but that's and the fact that you're a quarter of... My life done. Yeah, but that's... That's if I get to 100. And they know you're a red wine drinker. Yeah. They so, they basically know me. Absolutely. That's everything you need to know about Jeremy. End of episode. Yeah. But we will get to that. So, back to... I'm interested to know what you think of this, okay? So... This philosophy class, we had an exam, and um, one of the other students in the class 
class or class? I'm really conscious. Lots class. of class, grass, and class, yeah. isn't there? I'm a uh, boy as well, so. so. I think it depends on the context. Yeah. Well, I've got a class A license. No, that's a class A license. Oh, but is it? I don't know, carry on. Scone or scone? Definitely scone. Okay, cream or jam first. What's fastest bread in a bakery? Scone. I don't get it. Scone, as in it's gone. Oh, scone. yes, that's quite good. Yeah, dad joke for you. That's impressive. He's not even a dad yet. Um, so, so this philosophy thing, yeah, this is what I'd on. really like to know your opinion. I was livid, may I add. So, we've got a philosophy um, exam, and one of the students quite literally left the room, like, five minutes later. And I'm sat there thinking, oh... I really hope he's okay. Like maybe he just... oh, he's walked out he's within like walked. five minutes of being in there. Yeah, five so there's minutes. no way he's done the exam. Well, unless he's a G. For, wait for it. He's a G. Okay. He's a G. Well, I'm living, <clears> so <throat> let's see what your opinion is. Okay. okay. Um, and he walked out. And I thought, oh, that's that's really shit, isn't it? Like, felt felt a bit sorry for him. Anyway, um, about I don't know, however many weeks later, um, we all get our results back. He's got the highest mark in the class. Okay. Now, this is the reason why he did. The answer to the question that he put down was, is this question really a question? Full stop. Is and the teacher question? was like, well, that's that's, philo- that's philosophy, isn't it? That's philosophical in itself. Livid. So and that's all he wrote and he won? Uh, he got the highest grade? Yeah. Is this was, there, was there not a word count? No. What about grammar? <laughs> Did he remember his explanation? I don't know. <laughs> Literally, that's a great question. I don't know. But is this question really a question? Is this question really a question? So he's got the exam question. Mm. Oh, what was the exam question? I don't Something know. Something about grass, did you say? Or... No, no, no. I think it was oh, about right. some philosopher or whatever. Right, okay. His, his whole... Uh, philo- philo- uh, I can't even say the word. Philosophical yeah. you know, argument was, well, is this question really a question? And that, that's why he walked out. That was the end of his exam. Hmm. Thoughts. So that's what he wrote? Yeah. Is this question really a question? Yeah. And he got the highest grade? Correct. There you go. GCSE kids out there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're on for a winner. Um, um, disclaimer, know, we is that a question? complaints from colleges <laughs> about um, these sorts of things. Is that, a, is that a question? I suppose it is a question. I suppose it's almost a rhetorical question though, isn't it? What, the question of the exam paper? No, his answer. His answer's a question, isn't it? Well, yeah. But it's a rhetorical one because he doesn't require an answer. It's yeah. almost like he's opening out there like, God, is this really a question? Yeah, but... Or... or but surely... Is he I, annoyed? No, I don't think he's annoyed. I think he's trying to be... Well, clever, which worked, didn't it? Well... I, I was livid. Yeah, I would be a little bit. Thank you. I appreciate the support on that. I would be a little bit livid... Right. ...that all he wrote was, like, essentially eight words or whatever. Yeah. And then binned it off and walked out. But then, he's worked hard at it, hasn't he? I wonder how long he was thinking about it. Well, do you reckon he'd already pre-prepared and thought, doesn't matter what they ask me. But was he the teacher's son? Do you know what? I don't actually know. Was there corruption? Well, do you think that, do you think that exists? Do you what, think corruption? Yeah. In the exams? Yeah. I don't think. Oh, oh. <laughs> You know there's corruption. There's corruption in everything, isn't there? Of course there is, but it's, we don't often talk about it, though, do we? What, corruption? Yeah. Uh, as a whole? Yeah, no. as a whole. But you, did you know it's not an offence to steal information? 
No, I didn't know that. No, no so if it's written on paper and you, right. so so I found this fascinating God, in my exam. So you get um, there's a there's the exam for next week right here on my on this arm of the chair. Okay. For some GCSE students, right? And if the GCSE student came in here whilst we'd left and read all the answers, memorised them, and walked out, yeah, he hasn't stolen property. He hasn't right. stolen anything. Although he's got the answers, yeah, and essentially he's fraudulently taking that information because he's going to use it for the exam next week. Yeah, it's not an offence because you can't steal information like that. What? Not by memory. You can physically, if he picked up the exam and took it out, right? He's committed the theft, hasn't he? He's taken it. But what if he took a picture? Good question. Yeah, I'd have to consult. Um, can, can you please get an answer for us for part two of that? Yeah. Yeah. No worries. Leave it with me. Thank you, I will. So yeah, I, I think I think this is a good time to introduce a little bit about mm. um you in case if you were being a fantastic listener, you will have heard um Jeremy mention the Nick. Oh yeah. You did. I did, yeah. You did. Um Jeremy, share share with our listeners a little bit about what you do for <clears throat> a living. Uh, I'm a copper. He's a copper. A police officer. A police officer. The old Bill. The old Bill. Yeah. I don't know why I felt the need to repeat all of those. I quite it felt good. It was like alliteration. We yeah, like it. Yeah, it did. And what you didn't see, I suppose this goes back to the whole visual thing as well. Body worn. I know. Body worn. Body worn. With cameras. Camera. My brain. Police. There we go. wonder how many of those we'll hear through the episode. Yeah, I know. I'm going to slip them in there. And then at the end, you can have to do a tally. And then, you know you know, I love a poll, don't you? Yeah. We're Closest to it. Yeah. It's like guess the guess the... Sweets in the jar. Yes, exactly. But that. guess the police puns in the in the, in the podcast. Go on. Yes. Guess the police puns in the podcast. That's rhymes. Rhymes? Do you know, right, yeah, and do you know, that's a little bit like, if we get got somebody to say that over and over again, you know, mm. like the whole yellow lorry, red lorry. <laughs> yeah. well, what's the other one? The seashell on the seashore? Yeah, or I'm not a pheasant plucker, I'm a pheasant plucker's son. I'm only plucking pheasants till the pheasant plucker comes. I've never heard that one before. And I've only said that after half a bottle of wine. Well, ask me at the end, see if I can say it Absolutely. then. Absolutely. Yeah. And then ask you to repeat, red lorry, yellow lorry. No. <laughs> lorry. Um, that just sticks in my head from today. So, you are, you're a, you're a police officer? Yeah, of, um, coming up to 10 months. Um, and is that something you always wanted to do? Yeah. So, I was a volunteer cop as a special constable in North Ants for two years, just under two years, in 2015. And I wanted to join as a reg, um, and I'd applied, didn't get through, etc. I spoke to an inspector in the job and said, what shall I do? And at the time, there was a lot of talk about like university and needing a degree to be a cop. Um, so I decided to go off to university, which is something, if actually people knew me, uh, I'm not very educational at all. Don't like... Don't Academic, like... would you say? Well, no, I... Theoretically, I'm now an academic. I hold a degree. You absolutely do. Uh, But I'm definitely not academic, no. Uh, uh, I wrote a few uh, pieces of paper and that was it. I got a degree. Um, But I think, I I always stand by this, and I was saying to my sister-in-law and other people that go to university, if you're going to go to uni, study something you enjoy, because then you won't be studying. My granddad says, if you find a job you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And I've always said I want to be a copper because that's always something I've wanted to do. Um, and when I left school at 16, I wanted to be in the police, signed up to the army, didn't go through with the army and went to college, 
but all the time it was the end goal was to be a police officer. So when I went, when I was looking at the army, I was looking at uh, Royal Engineers to then come out and then join the police because it was quite a, a normal route to do sort of three or five years in the military and then come out uh, Civvy Street and go into the police. That didn't happen, so I was like 16, what should I do? So I went off to Tresham, did um, uniform public services. Uh, then I joined as a special at 18, did that for two years, went off to uni, did policing at degree level and then joined up and done all sorts of jobs in the meantime. You have. I've had hundreds of jobs. And, and I have to say, hundreds. there's many, many things that I admire about you, mm. and many things. And one of those things is you, something, and this is a shared value that we both have, is we're not afraid of hard work. You're not afraid of hard work. And you have no shame in earning earning a living, you mm. know, and you, you're a grafter. I yeah, when I need money. Say. I think when anyone, I, this is what I find difficult, when I, I meet people and they go, oh, I can't get a job. I struggle with that because I think there is work out there. I've worked yeah. in warehouses. My first job was a paper boy. Don't even think I was 13. I think the legal age is 13. I wasn't, but I was adamant I was going to be a paper boy. So I think my sister did it. So I then would go with her to do it and, and then just managed to get into it. And then I'd wash cars on a Sunday. I'd do all sorts. And then there was times where I was like in uni or I was in between jobs and it was like, I'm bored of this job now. I was working in one place. I thought, oh, I'm done with this. Let's go and do something else. I'd quit the job, go to an agency, start in a warehouse, find something else next week, do whatever. And it was great fun. I've got a forklift license, a long reach license, and I've only got that from going into these different places. I, th- I think as well, I think, and you're absolutely right, I also struggle with the notion of I can't find a job. The only time I do think that that is fair and accurate and something that does bother me is when how hard it is for young people to get jobs. When yeah, like under 18s. Yes, when yeah. lots of people want but then, experience. Pot wash. Yes, they are, but it's, a, it's finding them, isn't it, sometimes? But I'm going to say something controversial. Go on. I think there's people that will say, oh, I can't find a job. I don't think that's correct. I think they can't find the job that they're willing to do. I do think you're right. I do think that is absolutely true. And, you know, you you said something like, you know, something that you said that your granddad has said, find a job you love and you'll never work a day Mm. in your life. And that alongside something that, you know, my dad um, has brought us up with is saying that there is always work if you want to find it and there's no mm. shame in doing anything you know as long as you do things it. for free as well because you talk about experience you can go and volunteer of for, course. and even if you if you do two weeks of volunteering you've got some holidays kids have got some holidays for six weeks at a time if they really wanted that experience i believe you'd go out and get it but do you not think that a lot of so I'm talking specifically about young people now. Okay. Okay. That young people being under sixteen. No, so between sixteen and eighteen. Okay. So okay. Sixteen, they can get a job. You know. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, and they go to, um, you know, let's have a think. Um, try and get a job as a waitress, mm-hmm. wait in a coffee shop or anything yeah. like that. And actually, they'll say, mm, "Sorry, you haven't got the experience." Yeah. Well, actually, surely they need to be. Somebody needs to give them an opportunity to be able mm-hmm. to get that level of experience, don't they? Well, yeah, but I think so. I wanted. I was working in a cafe when I was like sixteen, seventeen. I was about that age, 
And I went into that cafe yeah. every day with a freshly printed CV. I want this job. You've got an advertisement in the window. Yeah. I want this job. I want this job. I want this. I got the job in the end. I uh, worked there for about two years. And whilst I was working there, there was a guy that used to come in and drink there. Uh, had, had his coffee and he'd got a business across the road. And it was a taxi management company. Yeah. Um, I thought, you know, he keeps asking me whether I'd like to come for an interview. He'd like to talk to me. Yeah. I thought, hmm, I'm going to give that a go. So I, I went over, gave him a CV. I didn't hear anything for a few days. I'd go again, give him a CV. And it's just persistence, I think. I and bone, I'm just bone idle. I don't like to take no for an answer. And that is fantastic. But I do feel, I do think that young people do have it tougher Tougher than who? Tougher than it used to be, I think. So I think that, so very much I think What, for uh, for us or for me? For, so we're, we're, I'd like to say we're the same age, but we're definitely not. Sadly not. Sadly not. Sorry. No, we're not. No, you're absolutely right. So obviously I am older, significantly older. Not significantly. What what do you define as significant then? Well, any more than 10 years is probably a significant difference. No, not that far. So, yeah, not 10 years old. Not 10 years old. There you go. Thank you, I appreciate So, that. I think significant is where you're almost in another decade. I'm not in another decade. No, we're still, we're still 90s kids. I'm 88. Oh, <laughs> you're just oh, tight. You're don't. tight into it, I mean, but you're I'm, tight I'm, into it. I'm towards the end. I'm well, I'm 97, so you're tight into it. Yeah, that's we're good. Right. We're all good. And I think back, so the a few days before my 16th birthday, um, my parents really didn't want me to go and get a job. Okay. Um, mainly because I think, you know, from a cultural perspective, yeah. they believed education was the absolute sort of key thing. Well, it's free, isn't it, at 16? Go and get it. Absolutely. Go and get it. So, but I, I really wanted a job, and I went into um, a little cafe um, that worked in a little cafe called Druckers. Now they call it VM. To what? It's called Druckers. Druckers? Yeah, it's called... What's our name? Uh, but you know, it doesn't sound like a coffee shop. The coffee shop I worked, it was called Mugs. Mug. that's... Sounds like coffee, though, doesn't it? It does. But you know Vienna Patisserie? There's one in Rushton Lakes. Oh, God, no. It's, oh, all right. Why would I know? Vienna? Vienna Patisserie. No. Okay. Well, it's the same company. I'm too uncouth for that, apparently. Uncouth. What a great word. <laughs> Love that. Um, well, that's where I worked. And Bev, Bev, thank you so much. Bev was my manager, and she gave me my first ever my first ever job. And she was amazing. How old? How, I was so my sixteen. First, my first shift was on my sixteenth birthday. Bloody hell! Mom was livid with me, like absolutely livid because she'd. Specific... I've been working for three years by that point. Had you see? I'd worked yeah. in a call centre before then. Okay. Do you know what? I remember this call. I hated it, Jeremy, and I had to. We we used to make calls to try and get appointments for um, facias and guttering. Oh, that's brilliant. Do you know what's really crazy? I remember a part of the script. So you'd ring up, and depending on the gender of the person that answered the phone, right, I know, you'd either have to say, is this the man of the house or the lady of the house? Wow. Oh, right, that's what we had to say. And then depending on what they said, we then went, I have a quick question for you. Um, have you considered replacing your facials and guttering in the last five years, two years, or six months? And then you had to wait for them to answer. So what if their answer was five years? Nothing was different. <laughs> so it didn't matter no, whether it was six months, two years, no, or five years. It's not like you... Either way, you need to change your gut ring. Yeah, literally. Right, okay. And then it, then we'd go on to, <laughs> we've got a system where we can come and give you a free Was this quotation. cold callers? Pure cold callers. Oh, well, that's awful. I would nev- I've never done it as a job. And never you, done it. Alex has, but I've not. It was horrific. And well, I don't think you can do cold callers anymore, though. Back in my day, you could love. Well, I, don't think, I don't think you can. I, don't, I think cold callers have stopped, hasn't it? 
You have to you have to sign up, I believe. Oh, really? Well, you have, you know when you go online and it says tick here if you do not want to want yes. to get messages. But do you not remember? I, I, I don't know how many years specifically. Specifically, I say that word. Funny, I have it? no idea. Why? Spes, 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 oh, I don't know. It begins with an S. You are seventy-five. Do you like my percentage use there? Seventy-five percent down on the bottle oh, of wine. Oh bloody hell! I am. That is going down nice, isn't it for you? It's lovely, yeah. Um, about how the whole thing changed about subscribing and unsubscribing to like emails as well. Do you remember? Subscribing and uns- so like when you're on a website. Yeah. Yeah. You just make the assumption. It's a trick, isn't it? I, Alex got caught out with it the other day. She was on a website right. and it says, tick here if you wish to have the information leaflet for the month or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. But it doesn't say tick here. Right. It says, tick here if you don't want to, want to, tick here for the information leaflet. So it's so many double negatives, you don't know whether to click or not click. Oh, that's, that, that's, that's... I don't know. That's, that's how they get you. It is. But I'd be the person where it works. Do you know where they get me? Go on. It's when they'll send me an email... And they include my name in the subject. So, you know, be like, so not oh. just we've missed you. They'll be like, Incia. <laughs> They're really like hook, line and sinker. Yeah. They're really getting you. So then, and even though the pop, one part of my brain knows it's a, is algorithm the right word? Yeah, no. I think so, yeah. Where, you know, that just literally is a. Yeah, they're just, yeah, they're just a computer behind but it. I, it works on me. I'm like, oh, they miss me. <laughs> but they don't know you. They don't know me. They're not listening to your podcast. They're not listening to my podcast. Mm, not worthy then. They're not. What, what, <laughs> I, felt, I felt like I wanted to repeat the second time I've done that. Yeah. Episode today. Um. I don't know how we got onto that cold calling. So yeah. Mm. And then I had the basic idea of the job was I was trying to get appointments for somebody. I don't know who that somebody was to go to their house and give them a quotation. Yeah. And for appointments that you got, that's how you were paid essentially. Oh, right, I see. So it was, it was, wasn't salary, it was commission based. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, and it was ridiculous. And I was paid by cheque. Bloody hell. I know. Do you remember years ago? I don't remember this, but I know about it. Go on. Do you remember you used to be able to go into a shop or whatever and you'd select the items you'd want? Right. And they didn't have card machines. And they had these big blocks. Yes. And they'd place the card <laughs> onto a machine and it would clunk, clunk, and it'd like carbon copy your card. I don't remember this, but I've been I, years ago. I was yeah. at a builder's merchants, and their car machines weren't working. And this right. lady pulled out this machine, no. and she did it in front she of still me. Had it. Yeah, I was astonished. Do you know? I don't know whether you thought this when you were younger. Whenever I'd go to like the food shop, yeah. Asda, we always went to Asda. Um, yeah. do you, before I tell you the story, do you remember? I don't know if you, your your family ever did this. You know those, like, literally carrier bag size of rolls you'd get from Asda? Do you like, remember oh, like, two quid for, like, like 24, like... As in, like, bun rolls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I remember? Yeah, we got them at my barbecue a few years back. You still get them? Yeah, like sausage rolls. You get about, like, you know, your hot dog rolls like or your bun rolls. Yeah, yeah, and you get, like, 40 in a bag. Yeah. They're not two quid anymore, but that's like the Freddos, isn't it? Freddos, rest in peace, Freddos. Jesus, 20, 26p <laughs> or whatever they are. What are they now? I don't even, I'm too scared to even know. I don't know. What I remember that. They used to be 5p. That Gone are the days. I know. You know, when you think about it, I gave you 25p in pennies Yeah. the other day. It's not going to get you very far, is it, really? What could you, I could buy a Freddo, though. Could you? We don't know. Well, I, don't, I think they're about 75, uh, 25p. There we go. 
Fred so, Hero and you. There you go, yeah. You can have a Fredo. I don't think Alex was very impressed with the coinage. <laughs> no, she said to me, I said, Alex, where are my 25p's? And she said, I've put them in your money box. Isn't that lovely? Well, when she says my money box, the money box says on it, wedding fund. That's beautiful. Yeah. So I feel like I've contributed now to your wedding fund. Well, yeah. yeah. That makes me very happy. Good. That makes me very happy. I don't know. Again, we said we'd digress, and we absolutely have. So when we used to go shopping, and if my mum or my dad ever paid cash, I'd always say to them, I don't understand why you're giving them the real money. Why don't you just use that card thing so you don't have to pay for it? So I somehow... Oh, okay, so you didn't see the the card being as money. No. Mm. And now when I think back, I think, God, that was stupid, wasn't it? Yeah, I feel like we had a conversation about this. Not about the the money, but my when I was growing up, right, the bottle of wine's empty. Um, I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah, the bottle of wine is now in my glass. Um, my granddad, I feel like I spoke about my granddad a lot. Um, he did a thing when I was um, when I was very young to teach me about money. And he got a, I don't know, £10 note. Gone are the days when you could have uh, paper notes. Yes. And he got a £10 note and he he said to me, Jack, he calls me Jack, he he, he tore it in front of me and tore it in half. Right. And said, this is just a bargaining chip. It's just a piece of paper. Wow. Your understanding of this is it's money. But when he was young, he was a baker. So he would bake up 12 rolls yeah. and he'd go to the butcher and trade his 12 rolls yeah. for a, I don't know, piece of lamb or what have you. And that's, you know, what he was trying to teach me was it's just a bargaining chip. So if you've got a trade, which I did, you know, as I grew up, I learned to do things and I could then, I could probably travel the world, I reckon, by doing jobs from four people. Without money. I'd love to do it, but I probably wouldn't because I'm too scared. But can you imagine? I could go to France and say, oh, I don't know, I'll build you a shed Yeah. if I can stay here for a week. You know? And that's what it's about, isn't it? It's about bartering and and using your skills to achieve what you want. So it's, it's a bartering tool, isn't it? And that's what he was trying to teach me. But I think when we discussed it, you found it quite offensive. To rip up a £10 note. Did. You did, I remember it. Yeah, I you found it deeply offensive because some people hanker after this money. Yeah. I remember some people this. don't have £10, I which did. I understand, but then it is just a piece of paper. I, I do, and I remember... Now we've just got a piece of plastic. We have, which you just... The money is in the air. Of course it is. Yeah. And everywhere's contactless now either, so that means nothing. Oh, it's dangerous on a night out as well. Oh, God, yeah. Let's not go there, especially mm. when you've already drank your bottle of wine. I know. But I do remember finding it offensive, and I think the reason for that is, and it is still something... So I think the the value in the message is really powerful. Yeah. Um, And the, the value in... The fact that, you know, having a skill, having, you know, whether it's a passion or the ability to to put yourself out there, I think there's a real value in those messages. Mm. However, the significance of a £10 note, for example, whether it's, now in you know, in the monetary value now where £10, you know, doesn't necessarily show, 
You know, you're not going to get a lot of petrol with it, are you? No, or it. diesel. Or diesel. Had to, we, had, we had to put that in there. We'll get the push, we'd have to get the push bar account, wouldn't we? I need to learn how to ride a bike first. Well, I don't think that's true. I've seen a video of you push, push, riding along. Is my, um, what's the little things called on either side? Uh, stabilisers. Oh, are you talking about that picture? I've conned you in that picture, Jeremy. Is it the one with the little yellow flag at the back? Oh, I don't know. We'll save that conversation for later in the episode. Have I been done? Yeah. You, you can't ride a bike? I genuinely can't ride a bike. I swear Emily took you and yeah, pushed you along. Yeah, but... I can't actually ride a bike. Ooh. I know exactly why you think I can. I can you swim? No. Bloody hell! You wouldn't, very, you wouldn't be good in a very in a triathlon, would you? No, not at all. But I can, can you run? Can not I... very fast. <laughs> I, I, I'll have you know. Not, not... I know. I was there. Yeah. Oh yes, of course you were. Yeah, but you. I mean, oh, you've you're, got. You're, you are a good egg, aren't you? Petite legs. Yes, Jeremy. So you can't make strides like the rest of us, can you? No, I can't. So my my point's valid. You're not the next Mo Farah, are you? No, I'm not. I can swim with a float, though. Well, yeah, but you don't see many triathlons <laughs> swimming with a little sausage, do you? No, no, you don't. Do you know what I'm really gusted about? I found out. So, um, Flo. Yes, my niece. Yeah, Flo. Um, wonderful Flo, Flo. I didn't know this, but you get, like, Float jumpers for kids. Float jumpers. I don't know if jumpers the right word. I've seen those ones that go around the waist. You know, like click up, and they've yeah, got I've like got... a few pads on yeah, the back. I've got one of them. Right. But I look like a. Not well, I don't look any better with my float, mind you. But <laughs> but yeah. Just... Might as well just get a lilo and just chill out. <laughs> I quite like to. Watch <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. Um, but like it's like a little, not a jumper, but it's a jumper type thing. So it's got arms. And literally, like, these little floaty things are, like, embedded within the... You sound like you're describing a life jacket to me. No, no, no. No, I'm not. <laughs> I will have to find a picture and show you, but Flo's got one of them. Right. And they're fantastic. And and I think, actually, the reason she's got one is when... Because she can swim. Yeah, Flo can yeah. swim. Yeah. The three-year-old can swim, but I can't. But then equally, my nan can't swim. No, she... Or couldn't. I think, she's, she, I think she went for lessons. Oh, we'll have to find out. But mm. so Emily had told, I was going to say told Florence, actually told Florence's mom about this float jump because um, the family that she was staying with, their little boys, um, Parker and Ollie, um, I'm almost certain Ollie had one. And Emily was like, this is fantastic. You know, right. you know, you, Flo needs to have one. So Flo's got one. And then, literally the other day, I was Googling to see if they had adult versions that, you know, didn't have, like, unicorns or... <laughs> Spider-Man on. Yeah, literally. Yeah. They don't exist. So the assumption there was, as an adult... Get yourself on Dragon's Den. Oh, Lord yeah. Sugar, here you come. Have you been watching The Apprentice? Oh, my God. Have you been watching it? I love... I haven't... I'm not up to date. So oh, please don't ruin it. Okay. Love... Well, we've had the um, interviews this week. Oh, I have missed them. I need to catch up. Yeah, it's good. Oh, I love The Apprentice. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Big fans. Yeah, big fan of The Apprentice. Yeah. Um, they don't do them for adults, Jeremy. Well, it's not good enough, is it? It's not. It's, it's all really inclusive. Not. I know. Really not happy about it, because I would wear that, you know, just to well, not... Yeah, I think it's quite a niche market, though, isn't it? Well, I'm sure there's many adults who can't swim. Yeah, but do many adults have the desire to swim? Well, I keep being told it's a life skill, which is true. Like... Well, it is, unless you drown. Well, yeah. 
I don't trust life jackets, though. Did I ever tell you about the story where I... Where your arms fell out of it? Yeah! No, but I can imagine it. <laughs> Why can you imagine it? Well, because of your petite stature. Why, thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> I'm very impressed with the use of the word petite there. I've got it in. I've been like holding myself like, make sure I say petite, make sure I say petite. Yeah, you smashed it. Not short. You, you were doing so well and you just... Well, no, it. I'm just identifying that's what I've been avoiding. Yeah, we, we won't bring it Cut that out, cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're doing brilliantly. You are doing brilliantly. Thank you. Um, you know, we said at the start of this episode, we're going to need a, another episode. Yeah. Can How long have we been on? Um, I don't even know. Probably about 40 minutes so far. Really? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to need another bottle. Absolutely. <laughs> I think the next episode you'll probably come with two. Yeah, definitely. That's okay. It's all right. I'm not driving. You're not driving? You're not doing anything no. illegal? No, I wouldn't do that. We have got... Do you know what we've got for pudding as well after the podcast go episode? On. We've got a choice. What would you have out of these options? Ooh, go on. Okay. Um, would you have toasted waffle... With strawberries. No, fruit. Let me finish. You might... <laughs> with ice cream yeah. and melted whisper chocolate. Well, it's got le- it's got more unhealthy, so I'm on board, but go okay. on. Um, I just want to give a little tip to people about melting chocolate before I give you the other option. Oh, yeah, I know exactly what you're going to say. So I've discovered this uh, way of making uh, warm chocolate. So if you get a whisper and you just uh, put it in boiling water and just cut the top off. It just melts in the packet, and you just put it on your ice cream. Job done. Beautiful. So I've got right. a question for you. Go on. Do uh, you... Let me go back to my pudding options as well. Okay, now no. or after? No, go for your question first. Do you have any say in the editing? No. Really? So you I... send it to Emily. Yep. She bashes through it and goes, yep. yeah, like that. No, no, job done. Correct. Wow. I. So here's a fun fact for you. I have, in all the seasons so far... I have never, ever listened to a finished edit before it's gone out there. Oh, an exclusive here today. Yeah, never. <laughs> Which is a bit risky when you think about it, well, isn't it? we trust Emily. I, I do, yeah. So, she's yeah. not got it wrong so far. I've, lis- I've listened. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> I've listened to every episode, and it's been top-notch. Every episode. Thank you. I've got a lot of questions for your dad, though. We've discussed yes. this. That Your dad's episode was just probably up there. To be fair, my dad loves a chat. Do you know why as well you and dad will get on brilliantly? He loves an opinion. He loves he loves people having opinions as well. Even if they're different to it different to his, different to his, he welcomes it. He absolutely he will tell you his. Yeah. He welcomes a different opinion to you. Yeah. Yeah, we need to make that happen. We've been saying it for a while, haven't we? Mm. But we do actually need to make it happen. Just need to invite him. I know. Just, just need to Get together. It. We do. It, it's, it's got to happen. It's got to happen. I'll make it happen. It's got to happen. I'll, I'll make it happen. I promise, Docker. Right. Option. So you've got your waffle. Yep. Right. Waffle, strawberries, ice cream, and my melted hack. Yeah. Yep. That's the one. <laughs> Number two, Mr. Kipling, apple pies. Yeah. With hot custard. Still fruit in it. It's a dessert. I want some of it. Dirty, something really unhealthy, really bad. Right, I've got this is option. Okay. You know, like sponges, golden syrup sponges. Like sponge cake? No, no, no. You know, like the individual, like, you know, the sponges. Like they're in a pot and then you have like either jam or treacle or golden syrup. 
and they're at the bottom, and then you've, it's full of sponge, so it's like sweet and sugary and probably really bad for you. Sponge? Oh my word, Are you, have you not heard of this pudding before? Sponge? Yeah, sponge, like cake sponge. Are you joking? No, I'm not joking. Like, sponge? Just... The sponge is something you wash up with. <laughs> or wash your body. Sponge isn't a cake. Yeah, it's called sponge. It's actually called sponge. Like, sponge. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm now doing what you can't see again is I'm doing yeah, like, squeezing, like, a squeezing a sponge. Which is what you do with a sponge. That's why I don't understand what you're talking about. Like a cake sponge, though. Like, it's like, like. A Victoria sponge. Yeah, but it's like light and fluffy. But it's still cake. It's still cake. But okay. Like, yeah, it's cooked cake. I've not heard it called a sponge, though. When we go. Singular sponge. Like, anyway. It's on go the on. packaging. We'll have a look when we're we'll at this. We'll have a look. It's on the packaging, honestly. So you have that. It's right. got loads of syrup in it. Yeah. With custard. Or ice cream, your choice. Whatever you fancy. Top it off with my whisper hack, and I'm on board. <laughs> Do you know what? There are so many things that I want to ask you. Well, this is about, the time, I suppose. About your job. Go on then, hit them up, and I'll see if I can answer them. Okay. I'll tell you when I can't answer them. Okay, that seems good to me. Um, there are, part two of this episode... It's going to be very focused on your job. Right. Okay. 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 So, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and curb some of them because we'll be here at the front of the four hours. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Um, I'll keep them direct. Yes. So, question number one. Yeah. And that's like mastermind. This is. Oh look. Da dum. It's set up and everything. This is fantastic. <laughs> um, I do also want to go back a little bit to a little bit. I know you've already shared how you got to where you've got to. Yeah. But there's a lot more to your story that I want to delve. Do you think? Absolutely. Well, I mean, we could all make it a little bit more extravagant. Should we have but... some dramatic music for effect? Yeah. I feel like, you know the one on um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yes, isn't that fantastic? Where the lights drop down and he goes, Dum! Yeah. And he's got final answer. You've got that bloke. Oh, it's now Jeremy Clarkson. It's not the same. It's not the same as, what's his name? It's gone out my head. Oh, that's really bugging me. I want to say Will Truman. Who's no, Truman? No, no, it's not. Anyway, we've completely digressed again, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Um, what is his name? Tarrant. Chris Tarrant. Chris Tarrant. Yes. Right. I'm glad we got there. God, how I got that, I don't know. I'm rubbish with names. Yeah, you did really well, actually. Chris Tarrant. Yeah, he was bloody good on it. Do you know what? It was the eyes that he did. Yeah. It was the focus. Yeah. Can I have a final answer from you? Yeah, Do you that. want to go to the audience? 50 Phone a friend. Yeah, but by that point, we're talking a million pounds. They've probably got no more. Anyway, <laughs> that's the music we need. Yeah. Ba-bum. Yes. So, yeah, you, you do. You have a lot about your story that I um, I really want to delve into. And the reason I want to do it is not just because um, I think it's interesting, because I do think it's really interesting, but I also think that there's so much value in just some of your some of your own journey and the lessons you've learned along the way and you know one of the things is your pure determination to get to where you've got to yeah i had a goal i think as well like alex talks to me about um like vocation and i think okay. people like i i think my i don't want to get all like earthy or goddy on you but I think you have a, like a, a calling, don't you, like yeah. to a job. Yes. And I just think my brain is sort of wired that way. Um, and yours is what you're doing. And, you know, and Alex is in this place where she's like, oh, I just, I don't know. You know, she went off and did her master's degree in business yeah. management. She's absolutely smashing it. Yep. 
But then when I say to her, what's your passion? You know, what what is it that you want? And she's just like, you know, I'm just so happy with bobbing along. Yeah. And I just find that so bizarre because I've always been, I'm doing this. You you ha- you you are somebody which I think sometimes um, people can sometimes find probably quite overwhelming about you. Yeah, is that you are very very focused, and that and that goes with anything, isn't it? And oh yeah. You're, Once you're... I'm settled, I mean, the last two days. Yes. I've started tiling, and it was like right, boom. That's what I'm doing. And you do. You become very that that. And I'm, I can't role. do anything else until that's done, and then now it's I'm getting a new shed, so it's boom. That's what I'm on. But this is the thing, though. So I, when you say about that calling, um, I totally agree with that. And I think the reason I can really relate to that is I, I, I feel very much the same way with the work that I do. Yeah, um, because you, you wouldn't do it otherwise, and you wouldn't do it so well. Why, thank you. Well, you wouldn't. Thank you. I can't say I'm a great copper, but what I can say is that I, I do it as best as I can. And, and I think, you do it with passion. I yeah, and I, and I do okay. it with care. And I think if you are in a job where you don't give a shit, yeah. And you just think, oh, I'm just in this for the money. You're not there for the calling. You're there for the money. And I think if you can find the job that you are there for the for because it's for you rather than for the money, that's right. I mean, the money is great. Of don't course. get me wrong. Not as a cop, but the money is great. Yeah. You know, you need the money to stay alive. But I think if you can do that and do it with something you're so passionate about. One hundred percent, you'll hit it off. But but this is the thing. It's a bit like you're saying about, you know, when somebody doesn't have that calling, and you know they're happy that yeah. you know that term you use, sort of bobbing along, yeah. which I quite like as a term because because sometimes. So for me, I used to be very 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 career focused in right. the sense. So it's not that I'm not career focused anymore. However, I'd say that my focus and like you said money is important. We need to live. We have bills to pay. Yeah. There is the reality of the fact that, you know, money does make the world go round. Sadly. Uh, sadly, yes. Sadly, yeah. Uh, but I it doesn't it doesn't. It doesn't it doesn't. I think that's our fault though. Okay, here's a question for you though. So does in your opinion, does money buy happiness? No. What do you think it does buy then? It was my birthday a few days ago. Oh yes, it was. Happy birthday, Jeremy. Thank you. And a lot of people kept ringing me, kept texting me, or people would ask Alex, what does Jeremy want for his birthday? I don't want anything. I don't need anything. And that's what that's the point, is that I don't need anything. I've got health, I've got Alex, I've got my home, I've got, you know, everything I need, I've got family, I've, you know, I can't complain with where I'm at. So when, you know, people say, oh, well, I'll, oh, I need to get you something, or, you know, I just think, why? I don't need it. But that's society, isn't it? Yeah, but I just think, that's what I'm saying, is that you don't, money or items, I don't need I would be happy living in my caravan with nothing else as long as I've got my family, Alex, the things I need, need. Which are people from everything you're describing. Yeah, and my dog. And your dog. Yeah, and my cat. And Cindy. Yeah, Yeah, you know, if we've got the things that we love, then I think we're fine. But I think it's when you... I'm not very materialistic around items. I 
I'm not. There's certain things that I am, but I, I wouldn't say that I need a particular picture frame or I need a particular statue. Uh, that doesn't matter to me. But I think what's important is that you've got those people around you or those things, but not things. Do you know? What, does that make sense? It does make sense, and I think it's um. And, and the reason I asked that is because of what you were saying about sort of the essence of money and, you mm. know, and, and, and like you but said... But that comes back to what my granddad said, isn't it? It's just money, isn't it? However... The, if I had, if I had a, I don't know, if say I had a, a hoover. Yeah. A hoover that I've never used. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that uh, paperclip to a house? No, what's this? There's people in America and England, I don't know, I've seen them. Right. And they trade, all right? Okay. And they they start out with a paperclip, and they trade it. They're on Instagram. Have a look. Okay. And they trade a paperclip for uh, a box of tissues, and they, right. the, the, a box of tissues for a pair of glasses or sunglasses, and they keep trading up, trading up, trading up, trading up to get a house. Right. Okay. And it's all about initiative and being savvy. You know, you could trade that paperclip for a dining chair that you sand down and paint. Yeah. And you know, you and you, you work forward and to get something bigger. So that's how we did it. I mean me and Alex started out with a tent. Yeah. We travelled Europe, we then got rid of the tent, we then brought a little trailer tent. Yeah. We brought the trailer tent, we lived in that for a little while, not lived in it, but travelled yep. in it, sold that, brought a caravan. The next thing I'm gonna sell that caravan and I'm gonna buy a, a Mercedes Sprinter van. I'm gonna do it up, yep. sell that in twenty years' time and buy a Winnie Bagel. Because that's what I want, Winnie Bagel. Winnie Bay gum. I don't know. You know the big American oh, camper vans? Oh, wow, yes. But it's all about trading up. Anyway, so these people do it with a paperclip. I, I will go and look that up. Yeah, um, I've seen them. I don't, um, I'm not one for social media, but yeah, start with a paperclip. That is amazing. I will go and have a look at yeah. that. Because, so the other thing is, so when people say money, you know, there is that saying, isn't there? You know, money doesn't buy happiness. Yeah, if I've got something you want, and I've, you've got something I want, it's that whole thing, isn't it? You know, one person's trash is another... Mm. Is another another man's treasure. Another man's treasure. Yeah. Um, however, one of the things that I do, and this is just my... So, so I'm a, I feel a little bit differently to how you do. So, I do believe that, personally, money does buy an element of happiness. And the reason that I say that for myself is that... Two parts to it, actually. One... Um, I can think of times when, you know, there is little to no money, um, and actually the the pressure, the the arguments, the the anxiety, the worry, and all of those things that it can have on me as an individual, mm. and therefore um, I sort of say to myself, "Well, God, if I had if I had that to be able to do this or pay off this or do this or do that, then actually would that bring me a sense of." you know, peace and contentment, which therefore would increase my level of happiness. However, mm-hmm. however, the other part of it for me is, and this is something that you will know about me quite well, is um, for a long time, um, I have spent money that I shouldn't be spending mm. on getting parcels. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's been an ongoing joke, isn't it? Well, about, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, with me and the parcels <laughs> and the... So, I think whilst you were saying that, I was like cringing because there's a thing about people living beyond their means. Absolutely. And then they complain when they can't 
get the basics. So I think that is self-inflicted. Of course it is. Now, the bottom line is, you know, one of the things that I, and I say this with my clients and everything else, that for when you've got a set of behaviours, yeah. those behaviours, and, you know, behaviours can be positive or negative, can't they? So let's use me as an example. Shopaholic. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> so the behaviour, which, I just want to add that I've been doing very well recently. Yeah, how many days? Um, so I've had one parcel um, in about two weeks. <laughs> That's impre- that is impressive. Thank you. That is impressive. And, you know, for some people that might not mean a lot, but for those like you who know me really well... I mean, I'd probably buy about one parcel a year because I'm rubbish with it all, but yeah, that's pretty impressive. Thank you. Thank you. And I, and, I, and I am working really hard at trying to, you know, and I've got little things in place now. Do you think you're replacing it, though? Do you know what? That's a really interesting question. Have you replaced your addiction with something else? No, I haven't. And I'll tell you why. So this is why. So one of the things that I, I sort of did with my own self-talk, essentially, was something very similar that I, I talk to my clients about. And I often say, we all get sometimes so bogged down on the behaviour, don't we? Mainly negative. So whether, yeah. it's, you know, whether it's drugs or smoking or drinking too much or, in my case, <laughs> shopping too much or whatever that yeah. might be. And we often, we all get bogged down by that behaviour. How can we specifically change that behaviour? Mm. However... That behaviour is usually driven by a feeling of some description. So whether it's sadness, unhappiness, anxiety, whatever that feeling yeah. might be, but that feeling is driven by a thought process or a thought of some description has come into your headspace, it's triggered a feeling, that feeling is then triggered that behaviour. And it goes even further back than that as well. And so one of the things that I decided um, to do with my own self... and. I'm not going to sit here and go, well, I've cured myself. This is fine. <laughs> that is not the case at all. But one of the things that I went backwards was, instead, so I had lots of different things that you may or may not remember that I was doing to try and just change the behaviour in its own entity. Yeah. So I don't know if you remember, I had that little chart where if I managed to... <laughs> little stars. Yes, yes I this? do remember this, yeah. Uh, but we... But the ending thing was I got a treat. I bought an expensive paper, ironically. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's balanced, isn't it? However, one of the, but that didn't last, did it? You know, it didn't no. last for me at all. And one of the things that, um, uh, that, that... So there's a reason, there's a story behind why this all started in the first place. But one of the things that I decided to go back to was sort of asking myself, what is the feeling that was driving that behaviour? What, what was I feeling when I would go onto my phone and I would go, I need to buy this because if I don't, I'm not going to feel a certain way. And then when I when that feeling came, I then... It's like habit almost, is it? Finding, finding that habit. Absolutely. Yeah. And then went back and went, okay, what is the thought process that is now triggering that feeling, which therefore triggers the behaviour, yeah. essentially, of me buying whatever crap I was buying essentially um and that's when there's the other part of me so whilst I think there is a part where I in my opinion that the money brings a sense of I wouldn't say happiness I'd say contentment um in that sense of being knowing that I can pay my bills and have a food full of um, a food full of fridge, a fridge, a fridge full, full of food. food. Even. You know, all of you, those. Anyone think you've been drinking the oh, wine? <laughs> well, you think you are. Maybe you've been spiked. Maybe. Ooh. That's when you need the sound effect. Yeah, dun, dun, dun. Anyway, I've learned a lot from this episode. We one need of, sound effects. We do. We absolutely do. Um, Maybe, but who controls the sound effects? Oh, 
Paul, guest or the bee? <laughs> Mate, I'll be on the guest. Bum, bum, bum. Anyway. Go on. I think it depends who it is. If it's you, then you're controlling the sound effects. You just you'd get the sidetrack. You'd just be pressing oh, all the buttons. That is true. Yeah, you would. That is true. You would. You, I can't even. I can't even. Say <laughs> no, you can't. Absolutely the case. Um, and then so there is that one where I think it does bring contentment. It brings a sense of sort of a peace. Might be a strong word, but. You know, you haven't got that worry that you're losing sleep overnight. And there is the other sense where actually it brings a lot of anxiety and panic and worry. But there must be management in that. Of course there is. Because if you didn't manage yourself around, well, I've paid my bills, so now this X amount of money, I can spend whatever I like. Yeah. If you didn't do that bit at the start, you wouldn't be able to pay your bills, would you? So I think you are controlling it. It is. Prior to even having realised your addiction. And I really hope my dad doesn't listen to this episode. Because <laughs> he definitely does check in with Steph to be like... How many sure. parcels she brought. Yeah, and Steph always <laughs> dobs me in. Um, very regularly, much to my annoyance. Um, so, Dad, if you do listen to this, I'm really good and I do have a pension. Thank you. We all have pensions. No, I've got I'm... a pension. Okay. We discussed pensions, didn't we, the other day? We did. And I was like, your dad, you were like, oh, your dad loved this conversation. Absolutely. <laughs> is, that the, is that the essence of adulting, Pen, you know, when you say I've got a pension? I feel very much like an adult now. Do you? Sadly, yeah. I say sadly, because I, but then I wouldn't want to go back being a child. Would you not? No, I always, as a, as a kid, I always wanted to be an adult. Go and get a job. Hated school. Hated it with a passion. I hate my again my granddad. God, I didn't realise how much I talk about my granddad. He he says two things about school or now being an adult. There's two things he won't ever do again. Is put his hand up to ask to go to the toilet. Yes. Uh, because that's ridiculous. Absolutely, it's a basic human right. Yeah. Um, and for the life of me, I can't think of the second thing. It may come he, back to you. He used to. Say, he always says there's two things I won't do, Jack, when I'm an adult, and that's ask when to go to the toilet. I don't know why he's talking like an American now, uh, and uh, and something else. But yeah, he hates he hates the fact that he had to ask. Oh, call anyone sir or miss. He doesn't like that. Oh, that's really see. I, I have heard him say about. Mm. Well, I've heard you tell me before, mm. um, and it's true. I agree. It's a basic human right. You should be able to go to the toilet when you yep. want to go to the toilet. Yeah, but we all do it, don't we? Of course we do. We all do it. You know, so, oh, excuse me, I've got to go to the toilet. It, people, it happens to do it in your teams as well, don't they? Isn't it yeah. interesting? Yeah. I feel like any teachers listening to this, some teachers may disagree with us on that because of the whole thing. But like, do you think teachers need to be called Miss or Sir? Is that really a thing? I so, Do you remember when you used to have people come into the school and, I don't know, they were from a charity or yeah. yourself, you might go into a school and yeah. talk to them. Would they call you Miss? See, they always go to call me Miss and I constantly... No, you tell them, them Incy, no, oh, my always, name's Incy or whatever. Always. Oh, I'm always like, so, no, don't call and do you remember this. those people when you were a kid? Yeah, absolutely. And you thought, wow, they're really cool. Yes, I did. You did, didn't you? Yeah. Right? And I was actually thinking this the other day. I remember people yeah. that came into my school and it was very much like, oh, they're so different. Because I get to call them Peter, yes. Derek, Sarah, whatever it was. But the people that I called Miss or Sir, yes, I barely remember. Yet they taught me every day of my primary school or secondary school. Do you know the only? Do you know what? You're absolutely right. I think it's it's almost impersonal though. It is impersonal. Is that the right word? Impersonal, impersonal, impersonal. 
It's not, not very personal. Not very personal. Personal, but interestingly, you are absolutely bang on right. Which I have to be honest, I've never thought about mm. until you've just said it. And the other thing, the only teachers' names like Miss or Mrs. or yeah, you know, Mister, are the ones that had a negative impact on me that I remember. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I know some cracking teachers from my school. Do you remember their names? Oh yeah. Do you? Yeah. In fact, one of them I still speak to today. That is amazing. And considering I don't have social media, I still I still speak to her. That is amazing. But I don't know whether to say her name. I can say her name. Of course you can. Jill. She is fantastic. She. Hello, Jill. Yeah, Jill Hedges. Her name. Uh, she's fantastic. And through primary school, she's met all four of us: my yeah. brother, my sister, and Emily. Um, you know, we all went to the same primary school, and she was fantastic. And yes, whilst we were at school, she was Mrs. Hedges. So I'm kind of contradicting my own point, aren't I? No, no, keep going. I'm interested tonight. I, I am. But she was fantastic because she was really like, I've got dyslexia and she really helped me through with that. My brother had issues with reading, etc. You know, Emily was a smart cookie. She always has been. Um, I'm the only one with a degree, just saying. She, to <laughs> She's I, definitely going to edit that out. No, she's not. No, I'll tell you <laughs> She will. No, she won't, and I'll tell you why she won't. Because oh, um, she's proud of me for she's it. She's really proud. Yeah, and she always says that you know you'll <laughs> always be her little brother. Yeah, which, which is factually true, of course. And we were talking um, today about um, recording this episode with you. Yeah, and she said to <laughs> very we've proven her point absolutely. By the way, is she said, "Oh God, you and Jeremy are gonna." We're going to go on for hours. She's going to be working on this for hours. Absolutely. And then um, she said, are there certain things you want to talk to him about? And I listed a list of things I really want to talk to you about. And one of them is about your journey. Okay. And she said, um, she said the point is that out of all the siblings and mom and dad, you know, he is the only one who went to university and got a degree. And I'm really proud of him. For yeah. That. So I don't think she will edit edit. edit, edit. edit. Town, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I'm so. I'm starting to think my drink has been spiked. <laughs> I, I think I was never going to go to university. When I left college, I would never have gone to uni. I said that to the people at college. Oh, wow. I'm not going to uni. I think I was too much scout, scolded, scolded. I don't know. Whatever. I didn't. I, I don't enjoy education. But because I knew that I'd found this passion around law and uh, enforcement and, you know, policing, I've always found it very easy. So I could sit there now and read a book, and I don't like reading, especially with my dyslexia. I hate it. But I could read about um, the Stockwell shooting in London. I could read about uh, the London bombing in, in, in July or in 2007 I could read about all sorts um, and I just find it fascinating um, I spoke to a guy the other day and he was one of the first responders at the 7-7 bombing in London wow. um, and I just found it fascinating and I think if you can find that passion in something and that you just enjoy going to university and, and writing I mean I wrote I wrote a thesis of 15,000 words, and by all means, it was not easy for me to do. It took me a lot of time, a lot of effort. It was during COVID as well, so then we went into lockdown. My company that I was running was went to, went to tits or went to shit or whatever you want to say. It didn't go very well, and I, <clears throat> and I had to write this thesis at the same time. 
but I was still able to do it um, because I enjoyed the subject. And I think if you if you're trying to do something that you hate, you're going to struggle with it. Try to do something you love, you'll find it easy. One of the things that has come through for me really loud and clear, and even though this is something I've always known about you, it's really interesting when you hearing you talk about it in the way that you are today, is the sense for you of finding a passion and finding something Mm. that drives you and motivates you like because like you said you know school wasn't for you um you know you you do have dyslexia which there's nothing wrong with the irony in it is i don't like authority no you don't hate i hate people telling me what to do but that's within reason but do you feel that because because of how you know that made you feel, mm. do you feel that does? You know, because you you are you are a servant. Can you say serving police officer? Is that the right term? Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a servant of the crown. Yeah. I had a lawful order the other day, right? So that's quite a strong term. Right. So in in school, you'd be told go and put your coat or uh, on the hook, or go and do this, go and do that, etc. And that really riled me up because. I felt very much like, who are they to tell me? Yeah. Whereas I've gone through this journey of getting into the police and being a police officer, and then my sergeant said to me, Jez, this is lawful order. You've got to do this. Right. Um, I just took it. I think there was no fight to it. There was nothing. because did I you feel that same sense of feeling that you did? When he said, and he actually had to, so he argued, <laughs> essentially it was around, I'm going through some bits at work, and he said, right, Jez, from this day on, this is what's happening. And I I was a bit, oh, but Sarge, you know, and he said, no, Jez, lawful order, that's what's happening. And I, thought, and I remember thinking in my head, no, he's told me. And that's because I think I respect that he's got to that point the same way as I've gone through to my point. And I think if... If the day comes when I become a sergeant or an inspector or, or wherever I go, if I give that direction or that order to someone below me, they will respect the fact that I've gone through the same points that they have to get to that point. So when I got that lawful order last week uh, from my sergeant, I didn't argue it. But I, in, inside of me, I thought, oh, that doesn't sit right with me. But I thought, no, he's got there because of where I am and where I've been and where he's been. He was once where I am now. Um, But if that was in school, if a teacher said to me, that's an order, go and do that, I'd have gone, do one. Um, But that's because I didn't, I suppose I didn't have that. And I think my mum would probably say, oh, you don't have respect. I do have respect, but I think it's a different level. And I think it's a different appreciation for it, isn't it? This, you you have taken me to taken us taken the episode to the perfect point of part two yeah there has to be a part two because i i my my head right now is it's exploding it is exploding it's amazing (laughs) and i knew that i was going to love doing this episode with you i didn't realize just how much i've really enjoyed it i've really enjoyed it i have loved it and one of the things that i do want to talk about with you there's lots of things but something um that I've been thinking about through this episode that I hadn't actually thought thought about before, but based on what you've just been saying about how differently 
you took that sort of that lawful order I've mm. never heard that term before is that something new that I've learned today from your um from your sergeant was and how different you felt around that in comparison to being a lot younger and mm. you know all of those things is I really want to talk to you about the sort of the essence of power and who has power um I, and, and I know I, I'm, I'm I'm not going to go any further than that because you and yeah. I are both I'm chomping at the bit to tell you, but Absolutely. no, I think hold that's that a good thought, way to go. Hold that thought because yeah. that will be part two mm. with the wonderful, the amazing Jeremy Clayden. <laughs> I have one very important question for you, Mr. Clayden. Will you come back? 100%. Yeah, I'd love to. I, I'm almost chomping at the bit to tell you about my feelings and thoughts of power. 100%. Well. Which is rather fitting because it's called the Power Giant. Oh. Exactly. Oh yeah, it's all tied together, isn't it? it? It's, it's like wonderful. it was planned, but it actually wasn't. It, it, genuinely, there has Give been... me a bottle of wine and anything will happen. Right. Like, there's been <laughs> zero planning to this episode. She wouldn't tell me. I kept I kept texting you, yeah. ringing you, tell me what I need to, you know, what do I need to do? You wouldn't tell me. And are you, honest to God, you literally blow my mind <laughs> uh, in the most amazing way um, possible. If you are feeling very much like I'm feeling and how Jeremy's feeling about wanting to know what what, what is the opinion, um, I'm actually, and this is a promise, I'm not going to ask you what, what you're going to say once we actually finish this episode. I'm going to, in the same way the listeners do, I'm going to... I'm going to wait. I'm going to have to wait to find out. It's going to kill me. I know. As soon as these mics go off, I'm going to be like, I really need to tell you. (laughs) And I'm going to be like, no. No, don't talk to me. Absolutely not. Because um, the reason, the reason I want to do that is a big part of the Power Giant podcast is the raw reality. And I want people, I want them to hear my your, my opinion, your opinion, and the rawness that comes with that. You want a cliffhanger, so they come back next week, Absolutely. don't you? Absolutely. <laughs> Is it obvious? Is it obvious? No, I'm, I've got a cliffhanger to come back <laughs> next week. I need to do it. Absolutely. So, Is it next week? I don't know why I've just I've just thrown in that it's next week, but it's not. Well, do you know what? I'm going to put it out to the listeners. Do they want... Can they wait? Or do they feel like they need... I can't wait. I'm going to have a heart attack. Disclaimer, we will not be responsible for any health conditions that Jeremy may occur as a result That'll be the bottle of wine. Yeah, maybe the bottle of wine. We'll leave the evidence in here as well. Um, Jeremy, a heartfelt thank you. Um, It has been an absolute privilege um, to have you here. Finally, to have you behind the mic. And to be on the podcast. As ever, you can listen to the Power Giant podcast, the raw reality on a variety of different channels. Um, Jeremy, give them a few different places they can listen to the podcast. You can listen to the podcast on Spotify, uh, SoundCloud. Oh, I've never heard of that. That's a good one. Is that SoundCloud? Can you listen? I don't know. Uh, You can listen to it on... uh, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Can you listen to it on... Google Podcasts. Google. Is it Google? Google Chrome? Google? One of them. them. You can listen to it on a variety of podcasts. Did that sound like you? Is that how I sound? I don't know. Love it. It's great. Overcast. Anchor. What is this? Anchor. I've never heard it. I've never Googled it. Never. I don't actually know. (laughs) Anchor. I've never heard of it. Don't know. I'm listening to a great podcast at the moment. What is it? Go on. Check. On BBC. What is it called? It's called. uh, That's a great question. Uh, What is is it called? called? No. But that would be a good name of a podcast. Uh, what is it called? It's Alfie Gorman. He's an ex-copper. Okay. Uh, and um, let's have a look quickly. 
See if I can find it. We love a little, we love a little podcast it's a, it's shout a, out. It's a great podcast. I listen to it a lot. And basically, he's a comedian now, but he's done 30 years in the police. And uh, he has now gone on to do um, podcasts. Okay. And he does stand-up comedian, and it's called uh, It's a Fair Cop. It's a fair cop. And what he does, what he does is essentially gets an audience of, I don't know, 40, 50 people, and he swears them in for the night as honorary coppers. Right. And they make decisions around uh, a situation, and he takes them through step by step with a bit of legislation and a bit of a, a bit of a gag, a bit of a laugh, and they make the decisions, and then he gives an award at the end of the night. Well, it's a fair cop. It's a great podcast. There we go. So, it's a fair cop. Is that what it's on called? BBC, yeah, on BBC or something. BBC. Fantastic. Go have a listen to it. We love a little podcast shout out. <laughs> so, thank you very much for sharing that. So, please go and give us a follow on Instagram, the Power Giant Podcast. We will be launching a Facebook page too, and that will be coming very, very soon. So, please keep your ears and eyes if you follow the Instagram. There will obviously be a poll following this podcast, so please join in. And and share your favourite bits of the episode with us as well. And please let us know, can you wait another week or two weeks? Or do you need to know what Jeremy thinks around the abuse of power? Power? So, uh, well... Go on. Oh, no, you can't say what you think, though. I'm not allowed. No, you're not allowed. Oh. You have to hold that thought, Jeremy. <laughs> I've really led them in there, haven't I? Oh. This is killing him. What was my thesis about? Oh, tell me. It was about... The perception and understanding of the use of force. I wrote 15,000 words around basically power. It's going to be another two hour episode. <laughs> I know, yeah. It's going to be brilliant. I'm going to need two bottles of wine next time. I feel like you've been you've been edging the two bottles of wine in for a while now, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. It's great, it's great. No, thanks for having me. It's, it's a pleasure. Good. Thank you so much uh, for coming and giving us your amazing time. We really do appreciate it. So please make sure you go and give us a listen on a variety of different channels. You heard Jeremy's talk about all of them. I've given you my list. Um, and give us a follow on Instagram as well. You have been listening to me in Serious Charger with my wonderful guest, Jeremy Clayden, on the Power Giant podcast, The Raw Reality. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>